0: The Lord be with you. And with your a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. According to the Lord. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. And as Jesus said of himself elsewhere, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. So the truth, as Pope Benedict would say, is not something. The truth is someone. Jesus, the eternal word of God who came into the world to testify to the truth, to the truth of God and God's love and God's majesty and glory. Amen? Oh good, you're awake, that's awesome. I know it's early, I haven't been here in a while so it's good to be back for the eight o'clock. I've been at the other masses but I took this mass today because I haven't seen you in a while so it's good to be back. Today's a special day for me in particular Because my religious order, the spiritual family that I'm a part of, is called Regnum Christi, which is Latin for the kingdom of Christ. So we have this particular devotion to Christ the king. And we always say uh, when we finish a prayer, for example, at a meeting or at some prayer gathering, Christ our king, thy kingdom come. So it's our battle cry. So why don't you join me this morning? Christ our King, thy kingdom come. All right. That's how they used to wake us up in the seminary, believe it or not. And then one kid joked one time a seminarian, we have no king but Caesar. And then he turned over in bed. No, sorry, Jesus. That's terrible. So Jesus is Lord. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. For us Americans, that's a rather strange concept because we don't have a king of the United States. We have a president that we elect, so it's not something that gets passed on down a family line or something like that. But for the Jews of the time of Christ, they were used to having a king. They were used to, David, of course, being the most famous king of the Jews, right? So in some ways, David was a foreshadowing of Jesus's kingship. We know David was not a perfect king, that's for sure. But Jesus is the perfect king who rules with love, who rules, who governs with mercy. His kingdom is one of justice, that's for sure. But he also rules with mercy. And I think that's something he wants us to grasp in a particular way. That he is all-powerful and that love is stronger than death. Look at how the crucifix is decorated today. And if you remember, the sign that Pilate had nailed to the top of the cross said in three different languages, Jesus, the Nazarene, king of the Jews. We Latin-right Catholics are used to seeing I-N-R-I. There's no J's in Latin, so the I is Jesus, the N, Nazarene. The R, Rex, and again, I, Judeorum, of the Jews. So Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. The Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, all of those hypocritical religious leaders of the time, they didn't like that. They said to Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but this man said he was the king of the Jews. And Pilate said, what I have written, I have written. Pilate knew they were jealous. So there was this huge drama around Christ's death. But Jesus shows that love is stronger than death. And what is it that brought about death? We have to... We have to be thinking about that a little bit. It's the last week of ordinary time. If you've been paying attention at all to the readings these last few Sundays, there's this climax of sorts that we are meant to reflect on today. The readings have been pointing us to the end times to get us to reflect on death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Those are the four last things. As theologians like to say, it's the study of eschatology. There's a big word for you this morning. Chris and Lily, there you go. Eschatology. Okay, you can have some donuts over that one. It's the study of the last things. It comes from the Greek word eschaton. So the study of the last things. Well, yeah, we know that we all have to face death. And that's not a very pleasant reality. It was never meant to be that way. We can't forget that. Death was never a part of God's original plan for us. But because of the fall, because of sin, death entered the world. You have to remember that. Otherwise, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. So Jesus comes to reveal to us the love of the Father as the eternal Son of the Father. And then in order to save us, he goes to death, even death on a cross, to redeem us, to save us. And he is is raised in the power of God, which is to say he is raised in love. He's raised in love. Some of you know that I've helped to participate in exorcisms before. And what I've learned from battling the devil is that wherever love is, he cannot be. Because he is pure hatred. And so when you bring love into that room to do battle with the devil himself, he loses. Because he can't stand love. And I've had him shout in my face, I hate you! I take that as a compliment coming from the devil. Because Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the King of Love. The King of Love, my shepherd is. Isn't that how the song goes? We have nothing to fear, even death. Even death. We don't have to be afraid of death. Because Jesus is Lord and He is risen. Jesus doesn't want us to live in fear. Because he has conquered the grave. Love has conquered the grave. And he wants to conquer your heart. When we say, Thy kingdom come in the Our Father, we say it all the time, right? Thy kingdom come. Have you ever thought about what you're praying there? Thy kingdom come. First and foremost, in your heart. May the love of God fill my soul, fill my heart. I want to know the love of God for me first and you know what you know what the good news is he loves everything about you God loves everything about you all your quirks your idiosyncrasies he loves everything about you and I was reflecting with some friends of mine yesterday we were on a little retreat together And we all have this longing and this ache for love, for unconditional love, for eternal love, for infinite love. We have to shoot that longing, that ache, the Greeks call it eros, to God. We have to point it upwards. But what did God do when he became a man, when God became a man out of love for us? His ache became... An ache for you. That's how he humbled himself even. That's why from the cross, what was one of the things he said? I thirst. Well, what was he thirsting for? Or better said, who was he thirsting for? He was thirsting for you. Chris and Lily, he was thirsting for you. Can you believe that? That's amazing. That almighty God would thirst for me and for you. In other words, he feels incomplete and unfulfilled if he doesn't have your love in his heart. If he doesn't have you in his heart, and if his love isn't in your heart, if there's not that communion, he aches for us, he longs for us, he thirsts for us. Let's pray today that that can sink deep down into our hearts, and that we can say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and how beautiful it is that you love everything about me, so much so that you died so that I could live. Because he couldn't imagine living without you. For eternity, he couldn't imagine being without you in the Father's house. And he's like, I'm coming to get you. I'm gonna save you. I'm going to redeem you. And not only that, but I'm gonna put my spirit in you and you are going to be a temple, a light in this world. So we follow a king who is faithful, who is true, and who is all powerful and who is all-loving and all-merciful. We have nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of, dear brothers and sisters. So let us pray today in a special way that we would be filled with this light and this love of our King and Lord and Savior and go out once we've been built up in Christ, once we have that kingdom of Christ built up in us, well, then we can go out and we can build that kingdom in this world. It's never going to be perfect this side of heaven, but we can spread the good news. We can be light and we can cast out darkness and we can give people hope and joy and love. Amen.